Growler Media presents Joe vs. the Minute. Welcome back to Joe vs. the Minute, a Movies by Minute podcast analyzing the 1990 Tom Hanks Meg Ryan film, Joe vs. the Volcano. I just almost said MASH. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Tierney Steele, and I have one Friday to get through before I am rejoined by Jarv, but I have a wonderful guest with us today. It's me, Chris Callahan. Hi, Chris. Welcome back. Thank you for having me, as always. Would have been really awkward if you came to the pier and then just like sat in a corner uh, <laughs> instead of giving your opinion on I've, everything. Might have been as lonely as Joe, just kind of wandering around. I don't know. We'll so see. this is minute 45, which starts with Joe drinking alone in a bar, but it ends with Joe spotting a woman holding up his name as he comes off the plane. So it's a big transformation minute. This is the last of New York. Ooh. This is the last we will see of New York in this entire film. Oh, yeah. Ever. <laughs> oh, hey, it's done. No pressure. Uh, so he's in the bar. He orders. And it's funny. Joe versus the volcano has a lot of these minutes. I mean, there's really no dial. There's a line of dial, but they're really quiet, just watching things happen as the music plays minutes. Think about the one before where he's kind of doing a lot of like sort of physical acting with his suspender yeah. straps kind of jumping around. And this one is very, yeah. very different. Just kind of, you know. I don't know if he does gin or vodka, but he gets a martini with an olive in it. Which That's true. I don't like martinis, but the few that I've had, that is that is the preferred way if I must. <laughs> it's like the classic way to get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's probably vodka, isn't it? Yeah. That's my mash side showing. (laughs) Am I not liking vodka showing? So he leaves the bar, and I'm not sure if they, if the filmmakers want us to know this, but he's walking past the plaza. My guess is maybe he just went for you know a little walk, kind of around the area. Might be the thinking. Yeah, because they're only like a block apart. They're really close by. Yeah, and I'm hoping that we're not supposed to think that staying at the Pierre was a mistake mistake because he walks by the plaza and sees all these older couples and family and you know the plaza is this place that's warm and has the groups and then it cuts to him lying alone in bed unable to sleep just staring up at the ceiling but i'm i'm thinking that's joe that's not the pierre the pierre is wonderful it's wonderful (laughs) i think it's when you can't go wrong with either of those options there it's a good setup there but um yeah i think he's yeah he's definitely that's a good point there even think about that where maybe he's just kind of thinking well if I did this a little differently or said that maybe just rethinking everything of that night yeah and just clearly just not not clicking and then because he doesn't connect with anyone yeah so he tries I mean they obviously invited the driver just to hang out a bit yeah. but said no and then just you know he didn't really much look at the bar just kind of stayed solo there well and I said I very much took the some doors you gotta walk through alone line to heart but that doesn't mean it's always fun when you're doing it that's true even if you know you're doing the right thing at that point he was thinking you know i could enjoy a little company you know (laughs) but uh it goes that shot of him in bed which is tough because normally Mm -hmm. if you're if you have to be you know traveling or something solo and you get the big 
hotel bed, usually you can just have that diagonal sleep you can do. <laughs> it's pretty nice. You have the whole bed, but he's very kind of just, mm-hmm. you know, has a lot on his mind, of course. And it's a beautiful shot. I don't think we've called out how good some of the cinematography is in this. Well, no, we have because I was like, oh, you know, the way it pulls back on the Great Dane outside the uh, oh. doctor's office and stuff. So okay. it's it's good. It's and fun. then and then we cut to not amazing cinematography. We have a stock footage <laughs> insert. <laughs> only if it was Pan Am. Those are always good shots from back then, but. But no, we knew Joe was going to fly American first class, of course. Oh, yes. Out of Kennedy. And so we see the plane. I mean, it's a kind of cool little zoom around, but it's it's stock footage, which I did yeah. not know was a thing until I was a bit older. I thought they went and filmed planes flying for each movie as needed. Hey. I did not realize there's actually a giant library of clips of various planes doing various things that you can just put into your films. Well, that makes, it makes sense, though, you'd think. I mean, like, very tangently side thing. I remember I always thought about it with golf. Watching golf on TV or catching a bit when I was little. And whenever they showed like an overview of the hole, I thought that somehow was like a camera attached to a ball that someone had hit. <laughs> so I was thrown off of there. But yes, camera shots. You know, some good, good yeah. stuff. And I will recommend, especially with planes taking off or landing, sometimes you can find like matches in movies where they use the same footage. Oh. But I can't think of any off the top of my head that use this American plane. So listeners, if you know any, get in touch mm. with us. Let us know. And... Here's a little Easter egg. Ah. We've been talking about how Meg Ryan plays three roles in this movie, and we're about to meet the second at this airport. Oh. She plays four roles in this movie. That's her on the intercom making the announcement. Hey, there you go. Once you know it's her, you can't not hear it. Oh, that's good to know. I wonder what the, if they made the decision early on or she just stepped in or... I, I have no idea. Yeah. I just know that that's Meg Ryan. Hey, answers. <laughs> so, yes, he descends into Los Angeles and then we get the most stereotypical portrayal of... It's not even Los Angeles. It's like yeah. full Angeles. Yeah. Like, that, it's a lot. It's, it's a very... Lot. And I just said that... that Black and white striped crew. I just I have so many questions about what they're up to. Where, you mean the Beach Boys, but not? Yeah, where were they headed? What's going on? Where did they come from? I mean, there's lots of questions. Had John there. Patrick Shanley seen Fast Times at Ridgemont High and knew nothing else about Los Angeles? Like, yeah. and that's not Los Angeles, but it just it does. <laughs> like, and they're saying like it was totally radical, yeah. dude. <laughs> really leaning on the radicals and high fiving each yeah. other. Are they just reminiscing? It's just, yeah, there is... It doesn't make any sense. I've never been that excited to get off a plane. Yeah. (laughs) At least it... Yeah, it's like not like they met someone. Yeah, it's very a lot, a lot more questions. That's true. I think the person they high five was meeting them. Okay, so that at least makes sense. But yeah. like they're talking to each other in the tunnel coming down. Yeah, they look like referees. It's just such <laughs> an odd. Yeah, I am assuming it's a Beach Boys ref, like the, visual reference, because okay. they always had the stripe. Now they weren't that dark. They were like the lighter blue oh, okay. I can and light picture that. Yeah, shirts. yeah. But that's all I can imagine they were going for. What else would they be going yeah, for? It's an odd, just an odd reference to make, but hey, it's like, hey, we're at the beach now. Just think about <laughs> that. Away from the city, New York City, that is. So. It's 
the whole color palette shifts. Yes, that's true. I love this because his sign, very mm-hmm. bright and colorful. And she's bright and colorful. And yeah. this is Meg Ryan in a new role, a redhead. No more Dee Dee. Now we will get to know Angelica, hey. although she hasn't introduced herself yet. And I love this sign. Yes. Oh, yes. It definitely <laughs> captures the time, captures the area of the country they're in. It's brighter. Because that's as I watched, I remember watching the movie. One of the thing that sticks out from years having seen it all the way through was just in the beginning where he's just in that drab office, all dark, his weird hair. And here you're in a different, you know, totally different bright Brightly colorful spot, very nice. With pop art. <laughs> yes, hey, take advantage of that. Now, did your middle school go through a massive pop art phase, or was that Ooh, just mine? Because we learned know. about, uh, you would do like the bunch of different shapes, and then yeah. the lines through at different angles, and then you would color alternating squares black and, ri- black and white. Like, you would color ah. in some squares black, yeah. and the idea was that the black would touch on the corners, so you would still be able to see the different shape, but it would be all oh. fragmented. Fragmented and broken up. You know, we didn't dive into that, but that sounds pretty good. I... First of all, I really liked it when we learned it. And then it was very useful to learn that in middle school so that when I was doodling for the next four years of high school, you know, you can get super elaborate yes. doing that. I was also big on like the bubble letters and then you draw squiggly lines within it and then you do the lines on either side until oh. you run out of room. So you filled in the entire Get bubble. And... You can do that weird little pointy S everyone does. I mean, there's so <laughs> many techniques there. Maybe like, it was yeah. having the last name Steel. It just, hey. the S was there. That fits. Hey. <laughs> it was not a part of me. I was that cool kid who had, oh God, on my, oh, what did you call the zip binders? Because you, oh. after Trapper Keepers, you got the five star binder, three yep. ring binders that zipped all the way around. Oh, what yeah. What were those? Hmm. Did they have a name? I know what you're talking about. Those sort of added... Yeah. Oh, they were amazing. And this was in the same era as like the gel pens that would show up on them really well. And I had a navy blue zip binder. And on the inside front cover in silver gel pen, I had the intro chorus to Romeo and Juliet. And then on the back side, I had the last part. Well, you got definitely staked your I claim. I was very and cool and not at all melodramatic. Hey, that works. Holds up. <laughs> I think in my locker, I'd, I remember one thing I took out was I cut out an ad for Altoids at J.J. Walker, and it said Dino Mint. So we both had different <laughs> aesthetics to our school design, but it's all good. But we can all agree that this sign is cool. Yes. So that's good. That. Yes. I love her little pop art. And we're going to get to know her better. And I don't want to go too far into it because obviously we're we're going to get to know her better. And I happen to know that Jarf hearts Angelica. Okay. So I don't want to step on any all toes. Right. But all I right. do think it's interesting that right off the bat, even within this minute, even within this part of a minute that we see her, we are already getting who Angelica is. Yes. The way she's shifting her weight. And like, she's not looking at the people coming off the plane. She's faced kind away of, yeah. from the people coming off the plane. Yeah. And staring at the ceiling. <laughs> so there's, yeah. You know, the sign you can, the sign is very bright and clear. She's not really making a, 
a strong effort to kind of no. analyze who's coming off the plane. She's know. got the gloves on. Yes. I mean, this is yeah. a whole yeah. look. <laughs> oh, yeah. I will give a shout out to his suit, even though I don't really think that's a very flattering style. It's a very early 90s style. It does look. Right? Like, I believe that is a very nice suit for the time. Yeah, it's a little blocky. It reminds me a little bit of that um, David Byrne suit in the... Stop making sense talking heads movie. If it was shrunk down onto his body, yep. that's exactly it. That kind oh my of goodness. a squareness, but yes. yeah, a little bit but obviously smaller. But so. actually fitting, not yes. jokely big. Not big, so. Yes. Yeah, very much. Yeah, definitely does seem like get yeah, the color, the, yeah. And you're right. Those are true black and white stripes. Maybe they are referees. Maybe this is a whole group of, maybe they are on their way to establish the World Surfing League. And see, they, oh, <laughs> hey, you know, they definitely have the hair for it. And see, they high five, the guy they high five is not wearing a striped shirt. Hmm. So, but he's clearly one of the gang. One of the gang, definitely into them. One of them looks like he might have a name tag. Is oh, yeah, I don't know more about these guys. It's very weird. Again, I've been on flights where I was very excited to land and finally get off that plane, but uh, I never said that it had been totally radical, dude. Yeah, it's like hey. <laughs> I do like Angelica's, I mean, her the, the shirt she's wearing, this kind of match, you can see it's kind of like orange mm-hmm. tree in the background, kind of color matches there. Ooh. Her little kind of look. I don't her know, little suit thing yeah, she's got like, going like, on. Like, I can't tell if it's a pantsuit or a dress. Oh, or, I love that. Yeah. She's the ultimate California girl. She's literally matching the orange trees. Hey. That are in, yeah. I mean, this is... This is when you could stand literally at the end of the oh, ramp yeah. and meet people coming off the plane. Kind of wander in. Which obviously you can't do anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I like the orange. I never noticed the orange trees before. Oh, yeah, yeah. It kind of drew That's got to be what they are. Yeah, I must have a little design. Oh, yeah. because you see one out the window, but it looks like there's... One yeah, one like right inside. inside. Yeah, a little decoration yeah. there. Oh, it totally could be. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things I really love about the airport in Honolulu, mm. Milan in, Ho- in Oahu. It's very indoor-outdoor. Okay. And yeah. it was really nice because like you step off the plane and out and you immediately are like, I am in Hawaii. Okay. Even though you're very much still in an airport. It's yes. a major metropolitan area. But like there's that sense, like it just smells and feels different because it has that indoor outdoor feeling okay and then it was especially nice because usually when you're flying from hawaii back to uh continental u.s you fly out at night it's an overnight flight oh yeah yeah and so our flight was scheduled to take off I don't I don't remember. It was evening. We had yeah. like the whole day in town before we went to the airport after like eating dinner. Yeah. They couldn't find our crew and mm. we ended up spending like six hours in the Honolulu airport. So I got to know it really yeah. well. <laughs> and I was very appreciative of the fact that I wasn't like yeah. stuck in a confined little waiting area the yeah. whole time. Like we were sitting outside feeling the breeze on our face, but we were still like past security within the airport fine so that was (laughs) very helpful to see how much it's changed oh my goodness oh my goodness i'm so excited anyway but yes la 
focusing LA, one trip at a time design. from what i remember lax always is a big airport but still you know easy enough to get around um was it uh, to to an extent um they do have homeboy industries did some stuff there that's true them, which is that's good that's true we do like them but um but yeah it's a definitely a big airport which we can all can all agree yeah get a, get a sandwich from homeboys and just it, move on with just, your yeah, life go to your gate i just think it's there. funny because my dad grew up in southern california and he always jokes that like he doesn't hate orange juice but he doesn't like orange juice and he's just like look i've already had my like quota of orange juice for life yeah. <laughs> because yeah he lived in la mirada and it was just like oh here's some fresh off the yeah. vine oranges and he's like i'm so sick of this whereas on a flip side my dad's mother my meme growing up in northern new hampshire was a special treat on christmas to get an orange so hey different worlds Different worlds, worlds, but they do combine. My dad now gifts me hey. a bag of oranges every Christmas morning. I make fresh squeezed orange juice. That's true. And he very never acting like it's begrudgingly drinks a incredibly small glass of it because I made it. <laughs> hey, you did it. It is such a dad thing. I think I once asked him as I was pouring it and handing it to him. I was like, but wait, you don't like orange juice. And he didn't even break. He just took the glass. And he's like, I like it when you make it, hey. which is very sweet. Except I was like 34 years old <laughs> when well, this happened. You know, it's still a nice gesture. <laughs> so. so, yeah. <laughs> Um, originally his father missing the warm weather of Southern California didn't move yes. to Southern California but moved to Florida and so oh, he yes. would send us the crate of citrus that's right and so it became a thing <laughs> every Christmas morning we would make fresh squeezed oranges yeah. because my parents were trying to use up oh, as yeah. many of them as possible on Christmas you morning have to, yeah you can't last forever those things but then you know eventually he passed away so we stopped getting a crate and I was like no but I need to make orange juice on Christmas morning so my dad buys me a bag of oranges and every year I get to hear how much more a bag of oranges costs than a carton of orange juice. Learning economics, <laughs> history of this country. So I am probably one of the last people on earth who is still excited to get oranges on Christmas. <laughs> hey, people like you are still out there. And it's better when it's I actually don't really like carton orange juice. Well, now I'm a big old snob like that. <laughs> You're like, hey, I know how to make it myself. Yeah. I did not get orange juice at the pier on this trip. That's right. It I went some... straight for the coffee. It's like, hey, let's dive back into that. I don't even think my butt had touched the seat of the chair. <laughs> the when they, I like saw them and I was like, coffee. <laughs> hey. I do agree. They had a very good breakfast out oh. there. Very well done. Yeah. That Service. Was a... It was a nice spot. I thought it was funny that we ended up sitting at the same table for That's two different right. meals. I was like, is this our table now? Hey. <laughs> We'll have to test them next time I go back. There we go. That's yes. that's a good plan. That's, that's the end of this week. It, it, this is the end of New York, the end uh, of this yeah. week. And we are going to close out with Chris here. Yeah. But before we let you go, one thing we ask all our guests. Ooh. Probably should have told you this before we started. Uh -oh. We ask all our guests what their favorite fairy tale is. Huh. And it could be like any medium. It could just be like, oh, I like the story of this. Tale. I like this character. You know what? Um, I do like this one about the, because um, I've seen some adaptations of it, the Bremen Town Musicians, I think. They're about a group of animals. I think it's an old like 
you know, Germanic story, a group of animals, and they all want to play musical instruments together. And they have the different adventures ensue in terms of, I think there's like a robber shows up something, but I believe in Bremen, I think it's in Germany, there's a statue of like a donkey and the chicken. They're all like all standing on each other. So it's like a stack of animals and they all have instruments. I think I'm remembering this correctly, but <laughs> look it up. If you aren't, you've just invented just, your favorite fairy tale. Listen, <laughs> tell you kids about all so get up it's good nice so thank you so much for joining us thank you as always jarf and i will be back on monday with a new guest a new minutes to talk about and thanks for joining us this week hey thank you take care everybody and usually jarf says you know where to next and i say away from the things of man but actually where to next we should probably go home that's true i guess Wow, something is really different. I'm a growler.